What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, it's another New Vision Podcast. Glad we're here. I'm continuing on in our book study of First and Second Peter. Now, full disclosure, when we were doing the text divisions and planning out the episodes, in other words, which verses go into what episodes, and I was picking this out, and it was like, we had more than enough time for First Peter, but not quite enough time to get all of Second Peter. And so what I did was just kind of, you know, pick huge chunks of Second Peter so we could get it all done before we move on to our next series. And so we got Pastor Brady's going to be with us in a couple of days. He's reading a whole chapter with you guys. And so today I'm doing a half of chapter two, and tomorrow I'll be doing the second half of a whole chapter. And so it's like, we're going to cram it in there and do it anyways. And so no harm in that. Now, I think there's some benefit to doing, looking at scripture in the, in the small, like the microcosm, and then zooming out and look at big chunks. And we're going to do that together. And Maybe some of you guys, if you do your own quiet time, you, you'll go through these phases where you read like whole chapters or, you know, whole books even. Uh, but maybe some days you focus on one or two verses. And so I think that's just kind of a rhythm that we can go back and forth on. And uh, doing that, we'll be able to get through all of First and Second Peter. So sorry I'm rambling, but uh, that's kind of where we're at. I'm going to be reading a huge chunk of scripture for you all today. We're in Second Peter chapter 2. Just a little bit about the context. This is obviously uh, Peter's second letter that's distributed to these churches and, uh, you know, the context he's going through suffering. This is around the time of Nero's persecution. Uh, Peter himself is probably about to be martyred when he's writing this. So we're talking 64 to 67 AD and things are bad. And so he's writing to these churches and there's all these temptations. You know, Rome is pretty crazy um, and things are bad and about to get worse. So anyways, that's kind of the context he's writing. And, and, and yesterday, the preceding verses he's talked about, you know, hey, scripture's inspired and, and prophets are moved along by God and, you know, true prophets. And now he's switching and he's talking about false prophets or false teachers. And so that's kind of where we're at. So Second Peter chapter 2, this is the ESV Bible, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 10a. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes when he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as the righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over the lawless deeds that he saw and heard, then... The Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. 
and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. And that's uh, through verse 10a. It's actually, in my Bible, it's actually separated. 10, 10b will be the first verse that we talk about tomorrow because it's, it's worded kind of weird. And that's that's a huge chunk, and it's like kind of a run-on sentence, and it's like a if-then argument. So he's like, if this, and then he goes through this really long list of examples, and I tried to kind of emphasize that with my tone. But basically, and I'm going to skip, so the big argument here is like, hey, there's false teachers, and don't don't worry too much about them, because look at God's track record. Um, he's, he says, for if God did not spare, and then he goes angels and you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and ju- judgment of Noah's day and, and all, he goes through this list. So if God did not spare, then skip down to verse nine. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the final day of judgment. And so it's in this, it's it's kind of this, it's obviously it's going through these false teachers and we're going to be talking about that again tomorrow. It's a huge chapter on that. And basically I wrote this down in our notes that, you know, <laughs> here's a basic point. We need to watch out for the false messages. We need to watch out for the false teachers. And, uh, you know, there's two extremes in, in when we talk about stuff like this. And so anecdotally, kind of, you know, in my experience, I've kind of seen there, there's two ways to kind of look at this. So we have like people that are that are like always calling people heretics. And if you I don't do it, but if you go on Twitter and look at some of the, you know, pressing Christian issues of the day, I mean, it's like a like a dogfight and wrestling match on Twitter. It's just pretty bad. Everybody's a heretic, and you're all going to hell and that kind of stuff. So it's it's bad. So on the one hand, you've got this like you know enthusiasm for calling out false teachers, so called, and calling everybody a heretic, and um, you know, quite honestly, people being jerks. <laughs> so you've got that extreme. Now on the other extreme, you've got people that are you know afraid of that, you know, and they, maybe they've been around people who are just plain jerks. And, uh, and so now they're afraid to, to talk about it or they're, perce- they're afraid of how they'll be perceived. And I've certainly witnessed this and, and myself been kind of timid when it comes to, uh, you know, seeing things online or people talking or, you know, whatever it is, pe- people have like, uh, that's, that's kind of, I'd be careful with that belief, and I'm, but I'm afraid to say something because it's like you don't want to be perceived as, as a jerk who's calling people heretics because there's certainly that, that camp that does that. And so anecdotally, I would kind of say like, hey, we need to be careful when we see texts like this because, you know, there's some jerks out there that love verses. Like, I mean, they love this stuff, and they eat it up, and uh, we kind of need to be careful about that too. So I just, want, I just want to throw that out there. It's not really what the text is saying, but... Just when we come to stuff like this, we need to watch out for that. But ultimately, as I wrote down in the notes, we need to watch out for for false teachers. And so this is kind of, you know, if you're afraid of that, man, Peter, he ta- he talks about it. He's like, hey, they're heretics. <laughs> there are false prophets. There's false teachers, and it's going to happen. Um, there's wolves, and we need to be prepared to call that out. And and I think what's helpful in this um, in, in this particular chunk of text. We don't know exactly what these false beliefs are. Peter didn't specify. There's all sorts of stuff going on at the time. There's Gnosticism. There's denying of hell, certain judgment. It could be anything. And what it sounds like is it sounds like, hey, God's not just. So the church is going through all this persecution and suffering, but there could be saying, well, God doesn't do anything anyways, and so maybe there's no God. 
you know, and we certainly see that in, in our day and age. So I don't know if that's what was happening, but he's kind of writing this thing, promising them like, look, no, look at God's track record. The angels were judged. Look at Noah's generation. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. But more than that, look also because Lot was rescued. Noah was rescued. God kept the good angels. I don't know the full details behind that, but he's talking about God's track record to punish the wicked and preserve the righteous who have their faith in in God and ultimately Jesus. And so uh, he's commending the gospel again. He's talking about God's track record. And we need to be aware of, of false teaching, whatever that might look like. In our day and age, it could be a variety of different things. And I think that's really the takeaway is to, to kind of perk our ears up and, and try to figure out, hey, what is, what's a false message? What's a false teacher? All right, number two in our notes, I wrote, we need to watch out for false methods. And, and so this is something you see a lot of times when you, when you see any time in Scripture talking about false teaching, heretics, you know, false prophets, false teachers, all that kind of stuff. It's usually not always a, t- a thing of uh, theology or, or some sort of teaching problem. It's, it's sometimes a pants problem. And I, I stole that from a, a famous pastor. But, you know, it's not necessarily a theology problem. It's a pants problem. Because we see here in, in verse 2, many will follow their sensuality. And then and at the end, it's talking about you know, lust, defiling passion. And so obviously here we have, there's something sexual in nature going on here. And that usually goes hand in hand with false teaching. A lot of times when people have this kooky belief, it's because of what they really want. It's their sin. You know, our hearts are deceitful and uh, they want to be in bed with someone else. I mean, that's putting it crudely, but there's usually, you know, moral problem behind the theological problem. And so we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that, but we know that in our culture, you look on streaming any, any platform when the the commercial break happens, it's all these ads trying to normalize what's going on in our culture now. And it's just, we're being peppered and peppered and, and hit and hit and hit with this stuff. Oh, oh, it's eventually going to start to feel like normal. And that's kind of why, you know, I think it's helpful that Peter uses Lot as an example you know, if you all know that story from Genesis, so Lot is living in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he's the righteous one, but he's being eroded. And we see that here in, in verse 7. God rescues Lot, but, I mean, Lot was not in a good position. He's not a great guy. He's not perfect, and he, but he's righteous. His faith is in who God is, who he says he is, and did what he said he did. But in verse 8, it says, For that righteous man, Lot, lived among them, Sodom and Gomorrah, day after day. He was tormenting his righteous soul, over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. So in other words, he's being eroded. He's being eroded by being surrounded by this culture in Sodom and Gomorrah, and and thankfully God rescues him. But that's the argument that Peter's making, is like God can rescue us from that, and there will be consequences. That's the third thing I wrote in our notes. There's always, always been consequences for false teaching and, and heresy and that kind of thing. It may have been delayed, but look at God's track record. They, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah prospered for a time, but then it was rained fire down upon. And so in that physical arena, that's just a, a small example. And God says he uses them as an example of what's going to happen eternally in the judgment. So we should not lose heart. Peter's audience should not lose heart that, yeah, God is not unjust. God has a track record, and he will preserve those who are righteous and and ultimately judge those who are false teachers and heretics and those who are willfully 
in a pattern of sin. And so that's the takeaway for today. You know, we know watch out for false teachers, false messages, and to watch out for false methods. It's usually a moral problem, not a theological problem, not just a theological problem. There's always consequences, but God is faithful. And so kind of a practical takeaway for you guys. What are some false beliefs that maybe uh, you're struggling with or you're seeing in, in, in your area? Um, just a few popular ones that I've seen, you know, there's deconstructionism that's going on. Did the Bible really say, I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book. You know, there's this one out there that's like, well, the Bible says that, but yes, it's writing to a very specific time and specific circumstance. So I don't think that really applies now. There's, of course, the LGBT stuff. There's, you know, hey, we're going to get married anyway. I've heard that one a lot. Or, hey, God just wants me to be happy. Uh, those are some some famous false beliefs that have some false methods behind them in our day and age here in 2021. That's just examples. Maybe you all know some more. I hope that helps you and uh, kind of triggers your mind, gives you some encouragement to, to combat this stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. So thank you guys for hanging in there and we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.